want to share with you a Chiddush that I thought of the other night. Something that bothered me for many, many years. I'm sure it bothered you as well. Something that's very strange about the tshuva process. There's a Gemara in Pei Vavam Vez in Yuma that if a person does tshuva, and he does tshuva miyira, meaning he does tshuva out of fear of the Rabbi Shlailam, I'm scared of Einshim, I'm scared of Gehenim, scared of being punished, scared of having a bad new year. If that's his rationale for tshuva, it's working, it's good. And this dainis that I've done, all the averis that I've done throughout the year, throughout my life, that I'm doing now tshuva on, Arnasis Kishkagis. The things that I've done, Bemezid, all of those others that I did knowingly and willingly, suddenly they become Shkagis. Tshuva Miyira turns those types of Averis into a Shaigig. It downgrades the Avera from a Mezid into a Shaigig. The Gemara continues and says something radical. The Gemara says that if you do tshuva me'ava, if the tshuva is done not because you're afraid of God and his punishments, you love Hashem, you feel horrible that you have sullied the relationship, that you've grown so far apart, you just want to get close to the Rabbi Shalom, you want to be cradled in the Rabbi Shalom's arms once again, you come back mitaychava. The Gemara says that Zdainais are Nasais Kizachuyais. All of the Averis that I've done, that I'm doing Chuvan, not only are they downgraded into a Shaigig from Amazid, which is a, a big favor in and of itself, but they actually flip into mitzvahs. They flip into Zchusim, Kavayachal. That means if I've done an Avera, Let's say in Tavshanai in Tess, I did an Avera of Bittel uh, Taira. And now I do Tshuva Me'ava. So the Bittel Taira, which is the worst Avera in the world, suddenly becomes a mitzvah of Talmud Taira. Becomes the biggest mitzvah. Tshuva is able to turn something from a, a Zodin, the Zdainais, the things that I did amazed. I spoke Lashon Harb amazed. I didn't have Shmira Seinayim b'mezid. I, I went places that I shouldn't b'mezid. I thought about things b'mezid that I... Suddenly I do tshuva, and the tshuva makes the things that I've done actually mitzvahs. This is a very, very confusing part of tshuva to me. It's one thing to, that tshuva has the ability to erase what I've done. That itself is an infinite gift that the Rebbein Shalom bestows upon us. But how in the world do you justify saying that tshuva actually makes an avera that I did into a mitzvah, into a zchus? Hayitochen, is it possible for that to be rationally understood? Is there any way for a human being to rationalize? Yeah, of course. I, I did tshuva, so now all the things that I did terrible, 
not only are they deleted from the record, I go up to Shemaim, I'm like, I'm the stifler. It doesn't make sense to me. And all of the Mepharshim, of course, scramble to figure out a pshat in this. The Maral says that the Aveda of Tshuva is so great, you're doing a lot of work to do Tshuva. Tshuva is not a, a one, two, three process necessarily. There's a lot of soul-searching, gut-wrenching things that need to be done. You're coming from a long distance, he says. You're going from a a place that's very far, and that's very difficult. About Shuva, where he comes from and where he's going to, it's a long, a long trek, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. And for that credit, the mitzvahs, the Averis actually become a mitzvah because he's done a lot of work to do that. It didn't come from nothing. It wasn't just a hocus-pocus and it turns into a mitzvah. You've done a lot of of gut-wrenching, soul-searching activity to make that happen. So you deserve schusim for that. Rabbi Baruch Ber famously says, B'Shem is Rabbi Reb Chaim Brisker. says a Brisker Vart. He says that tshuva is a mitzvah. Now, if I never do an Avera, so... I can't have the mitzvah of tshuva. If a person, let's say, is perfect, is a perfect tzaddik, it's not shayach to do tshuva. Do tshuva on what? Just parenthetically, I remember one of the first years in yeshiva, there was a bacher that came over to me, he was uh, about tshuva, and he came over to me at the end of the year, well, it was actually this time of year, but he was here already a year, and he came to everything, and he la- when he came first to Yeshiva, he really was very shvach. And he came to Yeshiva, and he said to me, Rebbe, you know, you keep on giving shmuzin about tshuva and averus, and he says, and he said this, but time lave. I mean, he was, he was sincere. He says, I don't know what to do tshuva for. I, I don't remember doing anything wrong this year. He meant it. He wasn't bragging. He was like crying. He said, I, I wish I could do tshuva for something. I, I, I never had a better year in learning and davening and, and steiging. I, I don't know. Tell me what I should do tshuva for. I don't know what I should do tshuva for. I just said, you know, ashracha. I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know. Go home. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, so for a person like that, in a chanami, there's maybe no mitzvah of tshuva. So Elamai, if you want a mitzvah of tshuva, you have to do some averis. So, retroactively, says Reb Chaim, all the averis that you did were a heksher mitzvah for tshuva. You're preparing, in a sense, for the tshuva that will come. Hafla Reb Dessler says a similar aside, by the way. There are other malachim. I, I want to share with you something that I thought of the other night. And sometimes, you know, when you think of something really late at night, it sounds good at the time, and maybe it makes zero sense. I might be guilty of that. I'm also going to be guilty of being very graphic this evening, okay? So if there are any children in the room, I would suggest that they leave. Um, 
and maybe it's not a perfect way of explaining something on Arab Yom Kippur, but bear with me, and I think it might, it might yield some fruits for us. The Lashon of Avera. We say it all the time. Avera, Avera, Avera. I did an Avera. I didn't do an Avera. What is Avera? What's the Shirish of Avera? This is what I thought. Obviously, it could be to be Iver, to trespass. You went over the bounds. Kodesh says, don't cross that line. You cross the line. Okay. I want to say a deeper pshat in what an Avera really is. An Avera might be Miloshen Uber. Uber means a fetus, a pregnancy. A Muberes is somebody that's pregnant, a woman that's pregnant. What happens? I'm not talking about a, a regular... A regular muberes, the chup of a kedushin. I'm talking about a, a muberes that happened bavera, beerva. Let's examine what happens. Let's examine the trajectory of such a ma'isa. It was a crime of passion. For one moment of Hanah, that's all it is. It's a moment of Hanah. That's what the Masulsi Sharm says. You have one moment of pleasure, and what happens? Suddenly there's an Uber. Suddenly there's a, a fetus. Imagine for a second the mindset of this woman, of the man, finds out that she's pregnant. Imagine the charata for that one moment of hana. Now suddenly there's an uber growing inside of me. Now, during this nine months of pregnancy, even with a regular pregnancy, it's not easy. There's morning sickness, there's yisurim nairayim, there's the pain, the schlepping of this, carrying this baby, and the all of the things, the changes in the woman's body that makes it impossible for her to, uh, to be. But if it's out of wedlock and it's that type of relationship, then besides for all of the physical stress on the woman and on the man, but imagine the guilt, imagine the charata. What did I do? What have I done to myself? What have I done to this baby? What, what's going on over here? And she carries this baby for nine months. And at the end of nine months, now it's time to have the baby. And now there's terrible labor pains. There's contractions, there's labor, and there's the, the terrible, the terrible yisurim that go into the leda, the chevle leda. It's so terrible, in fact, that there's a Gemara that says, Gemara Nida, Laman from Abayz, that the reason why every woman brings a chatas yeledes, a woman brings a carbon chatas, 
when she gives birth. And the Gemara says, why? What did she do wrong? This is for a regular woman. Every woman that has a baby has to bring a carbon chatas, a sin offering. What does she do wrong? The Gemara says that when she crouches, meaning when she squats to give birth to this baby, she is in such acute pain that she jumps and she swears. I will never, ever be together with my husband again. This ain't happening again. I'm not going through this no more. So she makes a shvua. She swears that she will never, ever be with her husband again. And and therefore, she has to bring a chatas yeledes because she swore, and she has to sort of annul that shvua that she made, so she has to bring a chatas yeledes. Intense pain, intense guilt. That's the trajectory of an Uber. It starts off with Hana, a moment of Hana. You weren't thinking. If you would have thought what was going to happen afterwards, you wouldn't have done it. You weren't thinking. Pleasure. That's all I was thinking. This is a Maisa B'chal Yaim. Pleasure, not thinking, turning off my brain. And afterwards, the charata that a person has throughout the Leda, throughout all of the, the Shiva Yarche Leda, the Tisha Yarche Leda, and then the, the, the time of the actual Leda itself, the intense pain and the, and the Isurim and the guilt and the feeling, what, what did I do? Am I, what, what was I drinking? What was I on? What was I thinking? What, how did this happen? Laman Hashem, what? what, what? That's an uber. That's the process of, a, of an uber. This Rabbi Sai is exactly, in my opinion, what an Avera is, or what an Avera should be. An Avera is a moment of pleasure. It's a single moment of pleasure. I'm in a dorm room. Guys are schmoozing around on the couches about some... Lashon Hara, about a certain guy in yeshiva, about a certain professor, about a certain uh, somebody, whatever. And I have something really juicy to, to throw into the conversation. Should I? Shouldn't I? Should I? Shouldn't I? Ah, it's going to be geschmack. Let's do it. And I say that little piece of information that really lights the entire conversation up for that moment of pleasure. What happens afterwards? If you're a Ben Taira, at least. If you're not a Ben Taira, who cares? So let's speak more Lashner, it's Kishmak. But if you're a Ben Taira with a conscience, what, what do you feel like a moment after that comes out of your tongue? You feel horrible. You feel guilty. You feel disgusting. You feel like in the... Impossible to duplicate words of Rabbeinu Yaina and Shari Tshuva, the two most powerful words, I think, in the whole Sefer. Me'asisi! What did I do? Was I crazy? How dare I go against the Rabbeinu Shalom? The Rabbeinu Shalom says, don't speak Lashon Hara. Me'asisi, how did I do this? And the Avera 
just continues to grow and to get worse, and the damage gets worse, and, and the people that I spoke about are harmed in a way that can never be retrieved. I can't, I can't take that back. I set into motion a chain of events that may have ruined his shidduch, may have ruined his prospects for a job, may have ruined his marriage, may have ruined his children's reputation, may have ruined everything. Sisi. And the Aveira gets bigger as the Uber grows. And as you realize the consequences of your Aveira, at the Shas Haleda, as the, as the Surim are unbearable, you take a Shvua, I will never do that again, I swear. I'll never do that again. If Tshuva was done properly, I have to deal with the consequences of my Aveira, and I have to say that I can't do this again. I'm never going to go back. Moments of weakness. No one's, no one's around. Watch something. Not allowed to watch that. I gave in. I, I, I couldn't help myself. It was geschmack at the moment, I guess. But afterwards, I wake up the next morning and I say, what? Ha- me? How did I succumb to that? I thought I was stronger than that. I thought I was better than that. Sisi. And the guilt and the pain and the suffering that a person that a bentaira has from that, it's an uber. It, 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 it's that moment of pleasure that breeds so much pain and suffering and, and questioning oneself until you force yourself to take a shvur that I'll never do that again. There's a Gemara in Chagiga Dav Tesamabez, a mission actually. The Mishnah says, Ezem Ova Shena Yachali Sakin. Shlema Melech writes in Kaihelas, there's something called Mo'ovas Layachaliskan. There's something that is crooked that can never ever be straightened. Sometimes I can find something that's crooked and I can straighten it. If I have a hanger and I bend it, I could bend it back. There are things, Shlomo Melech says, that I have bent out of shape to such a degree I have made so crooked that I can never straighten it out. And then he doesn't tell us what it is, so the Mishnah wants to know in Chagiga, what is this? And the Tana says, erva mamzer. Person that's bala erva, maisa that we're talking about, moment of pleasure, bala erva, mamzer. A mamzer is born. You go through the the tishyarche leida, baby is born. The baby is a mamzer. It's an erva. That's a mo'ovasheniachaliskain. That's something. How are you going to correct that one? Try correcting it. Go ahead. Try it. How are you correcting that? What are you going to do to fix that? You're going to do tshuva? The baby's a baby. The baby's here. 
How are you going to ever fix that? Shlomo Melch says, You can't. It's done. You found an Avera that cannot be changed. You can't fix it. It's so crooked that it can't be made straight. That's what an Uber is. An Uber in the real world that we're accustomed to is a Mubashenya Chaliskan. There's no way around it. It's a reality. I did the Avera. Now I got to live with the consequences. The consequences are forever. This kid, Nebuch, is, a, is somebody that's a mamzer, born out of wedlock. Geferloch, Movas Cheniach Eliskin. How is this nightmare going to be over? Is there an end to the nightmare of this Uber? There's one way to end the nightmare. There's a chazal that says, Ha'ava mikalkeles es hashura. You know what that means? Love has the ability to make crooked what's straight. It's mikalkel the shura. Shura is something like a ruler, straight like a ruler. When you love somebody or you love something, that has the ability to change even that, to go and, and make even this perfectly straight crooked, meaning I'll do irrational things. I'll do things that are completely irrational out of love. People do it all the time. One of the most famous acts of irrationality, and I probably shouldn't say this, but... There was an artist, his name was Vincent Van Gogh. He was in love with a woman. I don't know all the Pratim Baruch Hashem, but basically I do know that he cut off his ear and sent it to her in a, you know, FedEx. Is that normal? Does that make sense? doesn't make sense. That's what love is. Love is Mekalkelos Sashura. The Gemara, the Medrash doesn't say about Van Gogh. The Medrash says it about Avram Avinu that Avram Avinu hitched his own wagon to, to the Akedah because he loved Hashem so much that it was Makalkal Ashuri. He didn't have to. He had many servants that could have done it. He did it himself. It's irrational. What are you doing? I, I love Hashem. Too bad. Get away. It doesn't, make, I, it doesn't make sense. I'll do it. I don't want you to do it for me. I'm doing it myself. I'm doing something. I'm doing something strange. I'm doing something that's Makalkal Ashura. I'm, I'm going out of the norm for you because I love you. What I'd like to suggest is that when we do tshuva me'ava, when we have an avera, that's this uber, and this uber is set into motion. We had a moment of pleasure. We feel horrible that we did it. How did we do this through Rabbi Yisrael? see, I love you, Hashem. I don't want to live with this avera anymore. Get me out of this. I'm doing a mitaych ava. I love you. You have to help me. You have to rescue me. I, I, I messed up. Save me. And I do it, Ava. I did something that's I did something that 
Shlomo HaMelech says, I, I created a monster that can't be straightened. I did something that will never be fixable. You did it, Mitaich Ava. HaKadosh Baruch reciprocates that Ava. You did Shuvah Me'ava. HaKadosh Baruch reciprocates the Ava. You know what he does? Midah Keneged Midah. You might have done a Mo'uvashen Yachaliskaim, but the Ava that he's going to give you back, Ha'ava Mekalkelas is Hashura. HaKadosh Baruch love, when you love HaKadosh Baruch when you do tshuva me'ava, HaKadosh Baruch is able, midah k'neged midah, to even be miyasher the kilkel. He's able to straighten up the bent. That's what Ava does. Ava does things that are not normal, things that are impossible. Something that's crooked, that can't be straightened, HaKadosh Baruch says, really? I can straighten it. I can make it all right. If you're going to be doing tshuva me'ava, and ava is mekalkelas as ashura, I'm going to be miyasheras as hakilkel. I'm going to make it all better. I'm going to make it perfect. I'm going to be able to change the reality. Not only am I going to make it go away, I'm going to make it perfect. I'm going to give you his chus in lieu of the, in lieu of the avera. That's how crazy it is. Because when there's love involved, love is irrational. Love, a person in love will do anything for the other person to fix the problem. HaKadosh Baruch says, I will... Take that Mubashen Yochaliska and I'm going to fix it. I'm going to make it fine again. I'm going to make it good again. Shuva me avadas dainis are nasas kizachiyas. The impossible doesn't make it irrational. That's what love does. Love does the irrational. Love accomplishes something that nothing else in the world could ever accomplish is done out of love. I'll tell you a story that I think is a perfect, perfect story to. Uh, to bring this lesson home. I don't know if the story is true. It's a famous story. It's been said over many times, and I, I was one of the people that have been spreading the story, so I'm partially guilty, but if it's not true, it's still a great story. And if it is true, it's a really great story. The story goes like this. There was a couple that was married for 15 years. They were Bali Chuva. They lived in Eretz Yisrael, they were married 15 years, and after 15 years, they still did not have a child. After consulting with a lot of Rabbonim, Gedayla maybe, they were told and they were advised that even though you have a great marriage, even though you love each other, even though everything is amazing between the two of you, you have to have children, and maybe it's Kedai to, to sever the relationship, and both of you will marry other people, and Mitzvah Shem, you'll have children. Now, they Taka got divorced, and a few weeks later, this woman calls her ex-husband, and she says, you're not going to believe this, but I'm pregnant. He's like, wow, that, that's amazing. It's amazing. 
Only one problem. He was a Kayin. He's a Kayin. Kayin can't marry a Garusha. He divorced his wife. She's a Garusha. This is uh, an unspeakable tragedy. Husband and wife loved each other. Shalom Bayis. Everything was good. They got divorced. She's pregnant. And now they can never remarry. It's like a Tishabav story from Masechus Gittin. It's like one of those stories. They didn't know what to do. Story goes that they went to Chaim Kanievsky, said the story. He was crying with them. He said, I don't know what to do. What, what, what should I tell you? I can't help you. She, you're a Kayin. She's not. I mean, she's, she's a Garusha. Can't marry her. I, I don't know. He says, go to my Shver. Go to Rebel Yashiv. Maybe he'll come up with an Eitzah for you. Maybe he's the place of God. I can't help you. I don't know. So he goes to Rebel Yashiv. Rebel Yashiv says to him, I don't know what to do. Can't change the halacha. The halacha is that you can't remarry her. You're a Kain. She's a Grusha. You can't remarry. I don't, I don't know. I, it's a terrible story. Never heard such a story before. He says, all I could tell you is just go to the Kaisal and pour your heart out to the Rabbi Nishalom. That's all I could tell you. Just daven. More than that, I can't help you with. That's what I would do if I were you. That's all I could, That's the only hate I can give you. Just go daven. I don't know. Maybe Yeshua will happen. Goes to the Kaisal, puts his hands on the cool rocks, the cool stones of the Kaisal Amarabi. And he's davening and he's being mistabic with Rabbi Nishalayim, Mitaych Ava. And he's crying and he's, who knows what he's going through, who knows the, the, the gut-wrenching experiences that he was having at that moment. All of a sudden there's a tap on his shoulder and there's an old man with a long white beard he says, what's wrong? Says, Let me dive in. Tell, tell me. Sometimes it helps to, to share your problems with someone else. Says, okay, I'll tell you. Tells him the whole story. This old man says to him, is your father still alive? He says, why is that relevant? He says, just answer me the question. Is your father alive? my father is very very sick he's in a nursing home in America in, in Texas he is he's barely conscious yeah, yeah, you know he's alive but maybe just medically alive but that's about it he says go to America speak to your father go to America I'm in Israel. it's a lot of money I should now fly to I don't have enough service I'm going to now fly to America and he says I'm telling you go to America Speak to your father. Okay. He says, listen, Rabbi Yashiv told me to come to the Kaisal. Mestama, this is all part of the Ruach HaKadosh. Let's, let's go with it. So, he flies to America, goes to the nursing home. His father is barely, barely conscious, like his mamish, like in and out of consciousness. 
and he says, Ty, I, I, I don't know if you can hear me, if you can't hear me. He says, you have to help me. He says, you know, me and my wife are married now 15 years and have a child. Got divorced. She's pregnant. Expecting our baby. And I divorced her, and the Jewish law says, I want you to divorce a woman, being that we're kayanim, can't marry each other. Can't get remarried. His father says, I want you to know something. I never told you this. It was after the war. We couldn't have children, your mother and I. And you were adopted. You're not a Kayin, and go and remarry your wife again. That was the story. Here you have a Mo'uber Sheniachaliskan. It was an impossible situation. There was no, this Uber was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The Avera, quote unquote, was impossible to men. There, there could not be any way of being Misak in this. But when you're able to go and cry by the Kaisal Mitaych Ava, Chuba Me Ava, and Ava is something that's that is able to straighten the crooked and make crooked the straight, everything is able to to change with Mitaych Ava when Akarishparhu feels that love, Akarishparhu says that thing that is a Mu'uvashen Yachaliska and that you can't get around, you can't deny it. I can deny it. I can straighten out everything. Because that's what Ava does. Tshuva me'ava has the power that's dainais are nasis kishkagis. You know why? Because an avera is an uber. An uber is something that is a muvashen yachaliskan. But sometimes even the most craziest stories have a way to be misakin them. But it has to come mitaych ava. As I'm saying this story, I'm thinking, I never told anyone in my family this, or actually, whatever, but almost anyone in my family. When we did construction on the house, so we put in brand new floors, beautiful floors, very expensive, and... I was working on a on a little project. I had to make benchers for Shevabrachis and whatever. I I was putting basically pictures of the Chassan and Kala on the on the covers of, uh, of white benchers. Whatever, don't ask. So I was told to do that. I do it. I was using crazy glue and. The crazy glue spilled. I wasn't noticing it. It tipped over, and it spilled all over the brand new floor. Mamish, like in the middle of the den on the brand new floor. The floor was not more than a month old. We just moved it back into the house. My wife was Baruch Hashem at work, and I was like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It's Mama Shema Uva Like, 
I didn't know what to do. I, I, I took water. It was making it worse. I, I, I ran across the street to my neighbor. You know, do you have any goo gone in the house? If you know what that is, it's like something that gets off goo, you know, like, uh, like, like um, sticky stuff. You know, if you ever go to the, the Kalem Mikvah, they have it there to get rid of the label, sticky stuff. I poured it all over, you know, didn't help. It made it worse. In the meantime, I just, it was like eating into the wood. I was going crazy. I'm Amish, I wanted to kill myself. I was like, how am I going to, how am I going to face, you know, like, are you the stupidest person in the world? Like, now what are you going to do? Now what are you going to do? It was like, it was something that was not shy. I was davening to the Rabbi Nishlam. I wasn't davening. I was screaming to the Rabbi Nishlam. I know it sounds crazy. But this is the state of mind that I was in. I was literally going insane. Temporary insanity. I didn't know what to do. I was like, mamish beyond myself. Like, how, my wife is going to come home in the middle of our brand new floor that I just spent who knows how much. There's like this blotch of, of crazy glue that like does not come off the floor. Right in the middle of the floor. Like, you know, I was like, maybe I could like put a carpet there, like, you know, pull the carpet. It's just, it, I didn't know what to do. So I Googled, you know, how to get crazy glue off the floor. And Google Paskin that there's something called acetone. It's a chemical. And if you put, that's like basically a nail polish remover. It's the same chemical that's in that. Anyway, I, I don't know. I ran to the local hardware store. I, I raced there, actually, in my car. I went through every red light, <laughs> every stop sign, hit a couple of people along the way. It didn't matter. And I said, do you have acetone? They said, yeah. He gave me, like, this huge thing. I said, it's fine. Take it. It was, like, $25. Fine. I came home. I put some acetone on, on a shmata, and I put it on the floor. And right before my eyes, that entire stain came clean. It was the most incredible thing. It, 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 there wasn't even, you didn't even see anything. And I, I, I could have sworn that with all the rubbing, all the scrubbing, I definitely scratched up the wood on some level, I, some, there, would, there should have been some tell, telltale sign that there was something that I did wrong. But this acetone was able to completely remove it. It was like brand new. It was better. It was shiny now. I polished the floor. It was mamish, it's nasis kezachia. So it was like it became a better floor. That's the kayach of tshuva. Plain and simple. You could give me the worst case scenario. Throw it all at me. Throw any Avera, throw any Uber at me. Throw any Movas Sheni and any nightmare scenario that you feel cannot be fixed. Throw it at me. Come on. I can handle it. You can't get any worse than the Mesos Sharm says. When he describes the process of tshuva, you know what he's used as an example? He doesn't speak about Lush and Hara. He doesn't speak about, uh, about watching a movie. He doesn't speak about, uh, uh, about uh, you know, any of the plain vanilla theirs wearing shotness and, you know, uh, you know whatever, not having kavana in a, in a bracha. Not that any of those Averis are light in any which way. But you know what he uses as examples? Harish and Noaf. You committed adultery. 
Haresha Rotzach. You killed somebody for crying out loud. You killed somebody. Does it get more Muvashen Yochaliskin than that? Is, is, it, is it possible to say that, you know, I kill somebody and Mamish commit an act of murder and, you know, he's dead. He's, he's buried. He's, 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 he's gone. Chuba helps. Chuba helps. If you do Chuba Me'ava, everything can be accomplished. Ha'ava Me'kakela says Hashura. It can make the Mo'ovashenia Liskan into fixable. It can straighten out anything. It's amazing. It's the acetone of life, Chuba. You take any sin, any Avera, any. Any blotch, any stain, anything that you're embarrassed of, humiliated over, petrified about, facing the Rabbi Shalom on Yom Kippur about, and the Rabbi Shalom says, what are you worrying about? I gave you a mitzvah called tshuva. And if you do a mitach ava, and you're crazy about me, and the love is pulsating through the mitzvah of tshuva, and you're, you're, you're irrational and you're ava for me, then I will be irrational in my ability to atone. Nothing is beyond my, my capability. I could fix anything. I could fix anything. But you have to show me the love. Ha'ava mekalkelos as Ashura. Let's read together the Lashon of the Rambam. The Rambam in, in Hilchus Tshuva, Zayin Vav. Ha'tshuva Tshuva is able to bring close those that are so distant. Emesh, yesterday, this person was so full of iniquity, so full of sin, so full of rebellion against God that he was despised by Hashem. You're an abomination. But today, says the Rambam, with his Lashon Azav, with his golden language, and today, he's beloved. If you do Tshuva Me'ava, Baruch reciprocates that Ava so, so greatly that he'll do Meshuggah things for you. He'll do things that are completely irrational. He will straighten the crooked. He will make crooked the straight. Whatever it needs to be done to help you out, he will do that for you. He will cleanse any sin. Not only will he cleanse it, he will make it good. He'll make it fine. You'll be honorable again. That's the, the wonder of tshuva. That's the wonder of tshuva me'ava. Tshuva me'ira is great also. If you're motivated by yira, that's okay. That's, that's still a very high madrega. But if you've graduated to the madrega of Ava, if you go into Yom Kippur in love with the Rabbi Nishalem, you're not afraid of the Rabbi Nishalem. You love him. You give everything to me. You do everything for me. Look at, look, look, look at you. Look at what you've given me. You give me health. You give me money, you give me food, you give me a yeshiva, you give me rabbeim, you give me friends, you give me family, you give me, you give me feet to walk on. I could breathe. I don't need a respirator. 
I could eat, I could swallow. I visited somebody the other day in a hospital. Person I used to live in the in the Opal. I used to visit him together with my son every Shabbos after davening. Maybe some of you remember him. We came to Shul, came to Yeshiva a lot when he was a little better. Today he's Nebuch, he's lying in a hospital bed, unconscious with a with a trach in his in his throat, barely alive, barely conscious. Conscious. Baruch Hashem, I'm alive. I'm talking. I'm breathing. I could swallow food. I love you, Hashem. You'd give me everything. I love you. And I'm sorry for what I've done to you. I'm sorry for all of the things that you gave me and I've distorted and I've ruined. You gave me eyes to see if you look tomorrow, you'll come to davening a little bit early and, and you'll, you'll read Tefillah Zaka. The holiest of Tefillahs. What does it say in that Tefillah? It says... You gave me eyes to see, and what did I do with them? I looked at, at things that I wasn't allowed to look at. You gave me feet to walk, and instead of that, I ran to Averis. You gave me a mouth to eat, and instead I used it to, to do the worst of, of Lashonara and Nishikos and everything. You gave me hands to, to be Isaac in, in Mitzvahs, and I was Isaac with Averis. What have I done? Me'asisi. I love you, Hashem. I should never have done that to you. I'm sorry. When you say those words to the Rabbi when you say, I'm sorry, I love you, I'm sorry, I love you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu can't resist. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be mekalkelas es Ashura. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will straighten out everything that's crooked. Everything. Everything. Whatever we've done throughout the year, throughout our life, everything that we're embarrassed about, every time we think about that Aver, this Aver, we are, we cringe. How did I do that? What was I thinking? Am I crazy? How is Hashem ever going to forgive that? Well, if you do tshuva me'ava, He will do anything. He loves you. And when you love somebody, there's no, there's, no, there, there's no limitations. There's no, I can't do that, that's irrational. No, no, no. With love, love and rationality are, are not, are not at, in any which way associated with each other. Love and irrationality, those that's a good shidduch. Sometimes, you know, you get into a, you know, a fight with, uh, with your parent or with your child or with your wife or whatever, and, you know, and as soon as you say, I'm sorry, I love you, that's it. That should be the end of the conversation. That's it. Whatever you did wrong, as soon as you say, I love you, that's it. But it's irrational. You have to, no, no, no. I said, I love you. I can't resist. Somebody says, I love you. I, I, my heart melts. That's it. Shuva me'ava. Steinais nasis kezachies. But that's, that's irrational. That was our question. The answer is, yeah, but it's me'ava. That's what love is. You love the Rabbi Nishayim, crazy things happen. Crazy things could happen. Don't think that anything is beyond the ability of the Rabbi Nishlam to change it. Everything is fixable. Everything is changeable. No matter what we have ever, ever done in our life, people have done much worse, and their tshuva has helped them. Story about Rebelazer to Pendurdaya, we don't have time to go into it, but Mara says he was bail every zaina in the world, and he, 
he did tshuva in the end, and he died mitach tshuva, and that was it. And a baskel came down from Shemayim, and, you know, just, that's it. He's mezum l'chayel ma'ba, Rebbe Lazar Dudai, gives him smicha. Rebbe Lazar ben Dudai at the beginning of the Gemara, worst avarian in the world, did everything wrong, anything abominable, terrible, scandalous, you name it, salacious. Rebbe Lazar ben Dudai, mezum l'chayel, for what? He did tshuva me'ava. He did tshuva. He did tshuva to a degree that the rabbinic says, I can't, I can't stop, I, I, I fix, mutilach, mutilach. What, are, that, that, that's not, that's not, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, but, it, but ava doesn't make sense. Love never makes sense. Doesn't make sense. That's what love is. The greatest tool, the greatest instrument that we bring into Yom Kippur you bring our machzer. If you're married, you bring your kittel and your talis. But the greatest thing to bring into Yom Kippur is Ava. From the moment Yom Kippur starts, from Kol Nidre to the brach of Shechianu v'Kiimanu v'Gianu l'Azmanazeh, just fill your heart with Ava for the Rabbi Nishlaim. Just keep saying I love you. Keep saying throughout the whole davening. Uvachain, I love you. Tain, I love you. Pachtach, I love you. Just keep saying it and mean it. And keep saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I love you and I should never have ever done that. And please fix it because I need you to fix it right now. I need it. I can't go through another year with this hanging over my head. Kashbrach says, You love me? Yesterday you were sonoy. Vahayayim. Today on Yom Kippur, you're ahuv. I love you more than anyone else in the world. And I'm going to do the most irrational thing for you. I'm going to fix anything wrong. I'm going to straighten out.